Oh, is this working? I think it is. Okay, well, let's give this a try. Um, hey, this is my podcast, the Zims podcast. I uh, resurrected this thing from the dead. I think I'd recorded a single episode in 2012. And then I actually went back and looked at my blog, and it looks like I had a couple other episodes which didn't add into this uh, podcast feed. Um, But I decided to resurrect it when I went and found some audio files of my grandma, Zelfa Dayton, uh, that she had sent to uh, my uncle while he was on a mission. And I thought I should just go put those somewhere. I was just going to put them on AWS and send links to people who I thought would find it interesting. But instead, I decided to uh, incorporate that into a podcast because it's good audio, audio that I might go back and listen to, and audio that there might be public interest in listening to, you know, as my grandma has a lot of uh, children and grandchildren, posterity, so on and so forth. Um, so with putting that audio out there, it decided I decided that I would go and resurrect this podcast, um, just as that was a place to put it. And now uh, I've got a new forum to put things on. So this podcast isn't really intended for anyone to consume <laughs> other than me. Uh, but if other people consume it, that would be great. The reason I'm doing this is because I like to have this stuff out there in the public record. I think I'm an interesting person, and I like it to be publicly available for things that I'm willing to share with others. I mean, we do all this crap on social media. Why not put this thing out there? I've always had a website ever since I was, as long as I can remember, I tinkered with putting stuff up on the internet in early days. The thing I like about having a website is it's a creative outlet. Sometimes people can collaborate with you, but if they don't collaborate with you, you can always go back and look at things. I found that stuff that I create, that I listen to later, or videos that I've made, or things that I write, become very interesting and compelling to me when I look at it later. And so that's kind of what I think I'd like this podcast to be, is something that I could go back personally, listen to, and see what I was thinking at a certain time, see what kind of person I was at a certain time, and see how I've evolved to the current time. So perhaps in 2030, if I go back and listen to this, it'd be great to just see, oh, there's what, you know, 36-year-old Paul looked like at that time. So I'm going to really make this sort of just a, a kind of like a audio journal um, to just say kind of what I'm up to, what I'm thinking about, what's going on. Um, and, and for journaling itself, I'll kind of speak of that. I really think journaling is a very good exercise. I used to work for a company called Day One, and we made a journaling app, and I still use it all the time. I love it. Uh, The value in journaling is that it's sort of therapeutic on an individual layer, um, but also I think it's great to go back and look and see and see yourself alive previous in the past. Um, And this is probably one of the most intimate ways of doing it, where you can get things out of your mind, share them, write them down. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, what you can do, and then go back and look at it and see what happened. Um, So beyond writing a journal, the actual audio and video that we produce is even more valuable. Like I said, I put out that stuff that my grandma recorded, and hearing her voice, hearing her before I was born, was wonderful. It reminded her of, reminded me of the person I remember, but hearing her voice, it's like she was still alive. So all these artifacts that we can deliberately create bring us back to life. And the thing I like about um, 
about like this audio thing is it's just sort of free, unfiltered flow from me. So anyway, that's where we're going to go. All right, today's topic, we've only got one topic, and then we'll, we'll bring it to uh, an end. All right, today I'm going to talk about the colonoscopy that I am getting. It's actually a colonoscopy and an endoscopy uh, because I've been having problems with bloating. Uh, for months, I've felt bloating. It started in, gosh, probably September. Um, it got particularly bad at Thanksgiving. Uh, and what it's felt like is, just feels like my stomach's going to explode. Sometimes it happens after I eat. Sometimes it, ha oftentimes it actually happens in the middle of the night. And I wake up and I feel terrible. But then when the bloating goes away, I feel incredible. So it's, it's like night and day, the feeling that I feel inside. It could be coming from old age. I mean, it's not like I'm that old. I'm 36, but I'm getting older, and my body just doesn't take a beating. You know, as we get older, your body doesn't react without any issues like it used to. I mean, maybe that's it. But maybe it's something else. Um, my sister has celiac. And it could be something like that. Now, she's known about that diagnosis for a year. Um, and so I've just kind of been aware of it. I guess the other thing could be, it, it could be stress, right? I've suffered a lot of stress last year. Nothing that I think is beyond um, what normal life happens. But I think it's just been sort of a continual onset of some things that have happened that are probably a little less normal than what I, I would see. So maybe that's it. So, anyway, some days are good. Some days I revert back to the pain. Like I said, I frequently wake up at night. It was really bad over Christmas time as well, uh, as well as Thanksgiving. Christmas time is weird because, you know, I don't have the stress of work or I have a diminished stress of work. And I've got lots of free time. And I was finding that I would regularly wake up early in the morning and I just couldn't go back to sleep from the pain. It, it, it's just, it was just killing me. So, to address things, I tried some diet changes. Now, that's very hard to do. Not, not just because it's hard to change what you eat, but it's hard to actually do a, kind of a scientific ex experiment to see if what changes affect you in certain ways. And then the other thing is, you know, if you eat prepared foods that someone else prepared, you go out to eat or whatnot, it's kind of hard to understand exactly what's in that food that you eat. So I did, as well as I could, uh, track certain changes in my diet. So I'd eat a certain type of food, I'd log that in a app, and then log sort of the results uh, in my journaling app to see what sort of things I, I, I found. And I seemed to find some data that made sense, and then it didn't uh, pan out as I was consistently eating those different types of foods. Now, again, there's so many variables that can be impacting that, and maybe I didn't try a change in food for a long amount enough of time. Um, but anyway, it didn't seem like I saw results there. So I actually went to a gastroenterologist. My wife um, set up the appointment, and uh, the nurse practitioner there suggested I try some antibiotics. So that can kind of settle things. And then after doing those antibiotics, I do probiotics. So I went through the antibiotics, um, didn't feel any change. Uh, and then switched to the probiotics, and again, didn't feel any change. So I thought, well, you know, let's just kind of ride this out and see how things are. But then um, 
after the New Year's, it just started getting so bad. I mean, like the whole Christmas time thing was was bad. So I called up and set, scheduled a new appointment. So late in January, I went back, and uh, they suggested that I get an endoscopy, uh, which is basically where they put a scope down your throat and just take a look in your esophagus and then you know the the upper parts there and and see what's what's going on there. It's usually pretty good for identifying things like Crohn's disease. Uh, celiac or, or, or anything else that, uh, you know, cancer or something like that. Um, so I miss, I wasn't necessarily open to that cause I don't like the idea of putting things inside my body. Not that I'm some naturalist, but I like, I, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was serious enough to go to that test, but, but what they did do was a stool sample and a blood test at that time. And the blood test returned something interesting that showed that I'm iron, um, or not iron deficient, that I'm anemic anemic without an iron deficiency. Um, so given that, they decided to run the tests on both, on the top and the bottom. Now, um, anemia is fairly common with women, uh, you know, associated with menstrual cycles and, and, you know, all the other additional health issues that women can run into is just as part of being a woman. But uh, for, for men, it's a lot less common. Uh, so given that, they decided to do the test. Now, here's the thing. I've been really lucky in terms of my health. I've had very few times I've gone in for anything. This round of antibiotics was probably only the second round of antibiotics I've taken since like the 20th century. I, uh, when I do get sick, it's usually a day and then I come back and I just rarely even get sick. So I know something's not right. I also feel a little strange about getting any tests because I don't feel like I'm some medical case. Like, seriously? I mean, other than this bloating, right now I feel healthier than I've ever felt before. I think that's probably just lifestyle changes and yeah, exercising and so on and so forth. So it feels a little strange getting this done. But at the same time, how persistent all of this pain is, feels like it's probably worthwhile to just check and make sure that there's nothing crazy going on. So... Um, that's going to happen today. Uh, I'll give you a little rundown on what I did to prepare for it. I mean, a million people have done this before, but I'll just talk about what it was. And then uh, I'll check out and maybe check back in after I'm done, and we'll see, uh, we'll see how it went. So two days ago, I started eating a low-fiber diet, which is you know, just keep it simple, meat, rice, um, some dairy. You know, nothing too crazy. I mean, it almost didn't feel like that much of a difference. Yesterday, the party began. Yesterday morning, basically, once I hit yesterday, I could only eat liquids. So, and clear liquids, preferably, but then you could do some Gatorade. So I did that all day, and I realized I've never really fasted or passed on eating, because I love to eat. Even if I'm, you know, whether I'm eating a lot or not, I love to eat. And so I just felt hungry beyond belief. Um... But then at the end of the day, I had to take this uh, solution. I think it's called Go Lightly. And it, combined with water, uh, it was about a gallon of it I had to drink, basically turned me into a diarrhea show. And it was so strange because, like, I didn't go to the bathroom at all in the day. But then after I took it, uh, it took maybe an hour. And you take, like, eight ounces until you consume the whole gallon you know, every ten minutes. Maybe after three or four glasses of it, I had to go. And it looked normal, like normal diarrhea. But then as time went by, it turned into this urine thing. And uh, 
and that's kind of now where I sit. I don't think there's anything solid left in me. Uh, as I record this, it's 10.41 a.m. I'm going to get the procedure at uh, 12.45 p.m., so i got to leave pretty soon. Um, but, yeah, I've never been so cleared out. The one thing I'll note is I feel generally okay. I actually didn't feel any bloating ever since I started this whole diet change um, and liquids. But I do notice that, that when I stand up, I feel like I'm going to fall down because I'm definitely low on calories. So we'll follow this and see how things go, and I'll check in later. Thanks.